Coming up on episode 301 of Wheel Bearings, we've got the Mitsubishi Outlander plug-in hybrid, Subaru Crosstrack, Genesis G90, Kia Telluride, some fun uh, track day stuff with Honda, including new electric racing carts and the Beast, and VW finally reveals the three-row U.S. market version of the ID Buzz. Ford ups the price of subscriptions for Blue Cruise. Lordstown Endurance doesn't have much. And Tesla claims the Model 3 is now eligible for a $7,500 tax credit. All that and listener questions coming up next. This is episode 301 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam Abul Samad, still of Guidehouse Insights. I am Nicole Wakeland, still of the Road Reflective Podcast. And I am Roberto Baldwin, still all over the place, to be completely honest. Uh, today, let's say TechCrunch, since I wrote about the ID Buzz for TechCrunch this week. Ooh. All righty. Is ID Buzz on our list? It, it is. is. Okay. Oh, you can't have it of on course. the list. Of course. You can't like, not wait, have it. Wait, it has to list. be on the list. <laughs> it has to be on the list. All right, Nicole, what have you been driving? I have several things to discuss. So I've been driving several, I know. So let's start with a fancier pants version of the two things I was in. So the Genesis G90 2.5 Turbo E Supercharger all-wheel drive. Wait a minute, I'm I'm looking at the list here, and you said that's the fancier one? That's the fancier one. I don't know about that. Wait, what did I put on the list? G9. No, I mean, no, I think. Oh, geez, I, think... I thought I'm like, what did I put? You're so sarcastic. <laughs> I'm like, did I accidentally put a Mercedes on there? <laughs> yeah, the Mercedes um, so, S class. Yeah, so yeah, man, that's such a down market. I had another G Wagon. That's the less fancy. Um, so I had the G90, which I, I like Genesis. I, I just think it's good because they, they, just like Hyundai, they give you more content for the buck than other comparable luxury car makers. And I really think Genesis just looks fantastic. Like you never get one of those and you just get through your week without somebody commenting on something, the way the wheels look or what is that or the grill. Like I always get random comments from people when I'm out to eat or at the grocery store or shipping something at UPS. It really does look, they do look like something special. I really think that. So I love the design of these. This one is it is not an inexpensive vehicle. So this one starts at $98,700. Mine was $100,370. So it just made it into being a $100,000 car. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of the monies. It's a lot of monies. I mean, 10 years ago, it would have been hard to imagine Anything from Hyundai costing over a hundred thousand dollars, right? That's the thing. You'd be like, "Mm." this is a six-figure Hyundai, basically. I feel like that's insulting it a little because you're like, yours. If they just like took a Sonata and made it a hundred thousand dollars, it's not a Sonata. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no. This is a very different car from a Sonata. This is a very different car, and it has. it's got a 3.5 liter supercharged V6 with 409 horsepower and 405 pound-feet of torque, eight-speed automatic. You push the pedal, it moves. I mean, this really moves. It's fun to drive this. I feel like it does that great balance between being a really aggressive, sporty, performancey kind of drive, but also at the same time, it's a luxury car, so it's quiet. Like, you don't hear the engine, and you don't feel the road underneath you. And it, when it shifts, it just 
does its thing quietly in the background and doesn't disturb anybody. Everybody just lounges. Like a gentle wind. Right, it's like a gentle wind, ah, breezing through the vehicle. Um, although I'll tell you, they have the same, I think, don't they have the same, uh, what am I trying, the little thing where you can make it sound like a roaring fire, or you can make it sound like- Sounds of nature. Sounds, Sounds of nature, The yeah. coffee shop one's still the weirdest. I don't understand that. I don't know, the crunching <laughs> snow, I feel like I'm being stalked. Um so it's, I mean, it feels every bit the luxury sedan in terms of the ride quality and the, it feels like a performance sedan in terms of the acceleration it accelerates very aggressively. I mean, there's no problem getting out of the highway. It's super fun. If you want to pass people who aren't quite going fast enough for you while still obeying all posted speed limits, you can totally do that. Um, there's, it's just, it's a very, for me, it's like exactly what you want a luxury sedan to be. You want it to have enough performance to get out of its own way, but all the comfort. You don't want it to drive like it's like a Subaru WRX or something. It should be nice and smooth and comfy and relaxing. It also has like these, the seating, it's crazy. They have these like reclining, the rear seats like actually recline a little bit and have these really super poofy headrests. Have you guys been in the G90? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I sat in it and I I did the full recline. Yeah, yeah. Push the front seat forward. Right. So you push the button and the passenger front seat like moves all the way forward. And then the, like the backrest tips forward. So it kind of gets completely out of your way. And there's a little footrest that comes up. So you can totally lounge. It is the loungiest of sedans. Like when you look at it and you think a hundred thousand dollars, oh my gosh, what can make a car a hundred thousand dollars? Those back seats, those back seats make that worth a hundred thousand dollars. They were so nice. Like, and even up front, you've got power seats and they're heated and ventilated and they've got massage and it just wants you to be comfortable. It wants you to have the most comfortable drive of your life. And it really does it. It is so comfy. And it has features like there's a Bang & Olufsen audio system. There's wireless device charging. You've got a 12.3 inch instrument cluster and infotainment screen, both and sort of like one long panel, which looks nice and clean on the dashboard. I, I really like this. I mean, it's not cheap. And if you can get by the fact that your $100,000 car is a Genesis, which is part of the Hyundai brand, if you're not a brand snob, because if you buy $100,000 in some other luxury brands, you're not going to get as much stuff. You're going to have to spend more money to get the super fancy reclining rear, rear seats. But the only thing I don't like, I don't like, I like the power closing rear doors. Like you push a button and the door opens, pops open a little bit, maybe like six, seven inches, and then you push it the rest of the way. And then you want it to shut, you push a different button, boop, and it closes for you. But I don't like them from the outside. Like, I want to be able to slam a door. You can't slam the doors. <laughs> no. I want to be able I, to I slam think, a door. I think there is something in the settings where you can go in and turn that off. Is there? And I know I you can so. technically, you can just like touch the door handle. And it's like, oh, you would like me to close myself. I don't, I want to, I want to slam it. I want to know it's shut. Yeah, I want, I I want the, the satisfaction of the thunk when I walk away. And instead it's like, thunk. It's very, it's too delicate. I barely am too angry of a door closer. <laughs> I can't handle the doors that will close themselves. <laughs> but so I like the Genesis G90. It is, I think it's, I feel like for people who want a luxury car that think that they have to buy like a Mercedes or something, you don't, you can get a lot of luxury in other brands. And it's sort of like when I'm always telling people to look at Hyundai and Kia, cause they have these impressions of Hyundai and Kia that are completely outdated. It's like, no, give it a chance. It's not what it was 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years ago. When you see that this is a Hyundai, it's like, no, wait, give it a chance. Just because it's from the Hyundai give brand doesn't chance. mean that it's not a worthy luxury vehicle. Yeah. The, the challenge I think Genesis has is that 
people that are spending that kind of money are probably much more inclined to shop for the label versus shopping for the attributes. Yeah. And I, I mean, this has yeah. all the attributes you want and more in a $100,000 car. It just doesn't have the label. And that's the problem. A lot of people do shop for the label. I mean, you figure if you're spending that kind of, because really to spend that kind of money on a car, that's a lot of money, no matter how, no matter how deep your pockets are, a hundred thousand dollars on a car is a lot of money. And if you're doing that, like you can get very many, very nice cars for significantly less than that. So if you're going up into that price range, you probably are looking for a little bit, the prestige of driving that car. And I don't think I don't know. Do you think Genesis will, will be able to capture that prestige? Do you think, I mean, it, it I doesn't it, have I think it in time. Yeah. It, yeah. I think in time, like Lexus took a little while for it to get to where, where it is. I, yeah. but I think it's, it's harder for, it's harder for Hyundai because Toyota just came, Toyota's together. Just when you think Toyota, you're like, Oh, it's just a car that's going to last 7 billion miles. And now we're going to make a, a luxury <laughs> version. The Whereas Hyundai still, miles. still, I mean, Hyundai, the whole Hyundai motor group is still fighting that. It's they're such still, a shame. They're still battling the Hyundai Excel, is what I'm trying. Yeah. That's so so this long is, ago. This is not so your. This is ago. not your father's Excel. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. not your father's Excel. I I want to be like, no, come on, people, stop. Things change. No, actually, this is not your stingy father's Excel. Stingy this is not your stingy Excel. father's Excel. <laughs> yes. So oh. I I genuinely I really am impressed with every Genesis that I get into in terms of delivering a luxury experience from the ride to the materials, to the, to the performance, they always do exactly what they say they're going to do. Like they deliver exactly that, but they just deliver so much more than other luxury brands at the same price point. So please, everybody who's looking for a luxury car. If you're one of those people with super deep pockets, look at Genesis. You're making a mistake. Genesis. If you don't look, you should look at Genesis, give them a chance, give it a chance. Yeah. All we are saying is give Genesis a just chance. Just give cha- Genesis a chance. Yes. So. That was my, that's my fancy car. Oh, I was waiting for it. Go ahead, Robbie. Just give Genesis a chance. Nice. There we go. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, The other car I have was not quite, quite so fancy. It was still lovely. It's still the same (laughs) wheelhouse, I guess, brand. Same parent company. Same parent company. Yeah, same parent company. um, Which also should be given a chance. I had the Kia Telluride, uh, which is been around for a couple of years now and everybody loves it. I think everybody loves the Telluride. Is there anybody who doesn't love the Telluride? I don't think so. No. Well, everybody. I, actually, I think the the Hyundai Palisade product planners. Oh, yes. The Hyundai Palisade <laughs> product planners hate the Telluride. <laughs> um, yeah, the Telluride three-row SUV, seating for everyone, room for their stuff. This year it gets a bit of a refresh. It, it looks a little different. It gets a few new features. Like they get it's sort of, I don't know if it's technically a mid-cycle refresh or just we decided to do some stuff for 2023. Um, so it looks a little bit better. It has some extra stuff. And they introduced the new, um, it's new to this. They've had it for the X Pro and X, shoot, X line, which they've been introducing on various Kia models. And those are sort of the more rugged off-road, like they get some off-road stuff. Like for this one, the X line has a higher ground clearance and raised roof rails. The X Pro gets a higher tow rating, not a heck of a lot higher. The, the standard tow rating is 5,000. This gets 5,500. So it gives you a little bit more, but like seriously, no Rubicon trail in this people. That's not what they mean when they say this is off-road ready. Just a But little it can more. do more than a dirt driveway. It can do more yes. than a dirt driveway. It is, it's, it is surprisingly capable. You can do a lot. So it's like, if you, if you are someone 
who ventures off the beaten path to get places a little bit, excuse me, then the X pro trim is the one to go for. Um, and I had the SX prestige X pro, which is the fanciest trim in the X pro. It was the, it's the hardest thing to say the name of this car. What car do you drive? It's 18 words. By the time you finish saying what you're driving, the person is going to tell you, right? So this one consider you could have two of these for the price of one Genesis. The, this, the one I had was $55,120. So not quite two. Um, so significantly more affordable and it's bigger, but it's not, it's lovely inside, but it's not a luxury car. So this one has a 3.8 liter V6, 291 horsepower, 262 pound feet of torques. And, and it's a neat speed automatic. So it, it's, it's, fine. I don't think it's an especially aggressive engine, but it's robust enough to make it fine to drive this. I had to drive it through heavy traffic coming out of Boston and it was fine weaving in and out of Boston traffic. Like one does, um, gets up to highway speed. It's relatively quiet, uh, which I think is also important. I mean, it's important in a luxury car. It's important in an SUV, especially one where you have the whole family because at some point your kids are passed out in the back of that. And you don't want every sound outside of the car to like catch their attention. Like there's nothing like driving by a great big tractor trailer and having it make enough noise that the toddler who just fell asleep in the back wakes up and is whiny. Like this, that, is, that you do not want. That is the worst no, when no, that no. happens. Like that's a nightmare. Like, no, 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 go back to sleep, go back to sleep. No. So it's, it's nice and quiet. So it's very, um, very road trip friendly. Uh, you can get it for, with seating for up to eight. There's second row captain's chairs. If you want to take it down to seven, I'm a big captain's chairs fan. I feel like unless you really need eight, why are you doing that? Like get captain's chairs because not only are they comfier for adults, they, they feel like the seats up front a little bit, you know, they, they're much comfier. They also keep your kids from fighting so much over the imaginary dividing line that like you've put your toe over the center of the, and now you're on my side and now we're squabbling over whose side. So there is no side just an empty dead space in the middle. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the kids fighting. <laughs> it's my favorite part about captain's chairs when the kids were little. I'm like, yeah, try fighting over that. There's no center. Um, did you have Velcro wrist straps on the booster seats too? I did not. <laughs> Velcro. No. <laughs> so, they, so I, so I think, I mean, I like to tell you, right. I think the interior is still really nice. It's, it has a lot of features. I mean, the like I said, the one I had is 55 grand. You have a 12.3 inch touchscreen. There's Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, navigation, charging ports for everyone. There's a 12.3 inch digital instrument cluster on the top trims, which is what I had. 10 speaker Harman Kardon audio. So you get a lot of features, you know, and leather and wood trims and heated and ventilated seats. Like you get all the bells and whistles. So it, despite not being super cheap, it's actually really, again, it's a good value, but that's what the Hyundai Mortar Group tends to do. They give you a really good value in what you get. So I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Kia Telluride for your family. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> yes. All right. Roberto, what did you have? I drove the uh, Subaru Crosstrek. Ooh. It is, uh, it's a Subaru. 2024 Subaru Crosstrek. And uh, you know what? You get in the Subaru, but the Subaru, the Crosstrek, the, the Impreza, you're, you're not paying a lot of money. But I think the starting price for the Crosstrek overall is $26,145. For the premium version I'm driving right now, it, whoops, no, that's wrong. That's I'm sorry, the uh, base version is $24,995. And the premium version is $26,145. 
So that, it's I a mean, little for, more. For a car with standard all-wheel drive, that is with, actually very reasonable. It's a good price. With yep. Standard all-wheel drive. That's the, there's the thing. It's like you're going to get the Subaru. You're going to go. You're like, you know what? I, I need to I, – I drive in the snow. I go off-road. I like to bike and or kayak and or I think of any all-wheel drive vehicle, I think the Subaru people are the ones that actually do the thing. That's you, all I was supposed to do. Did you so. do the the launch program? They had a thing about where they they checked with their owners, like what percentage kayaks, what percentage does this, what percentage does that. <laughs> and like they were even kind of like, yeah, they really do kayak when they looked at their results. They so, they yeah. do the thing because at the end of the day, it's it's very much a it's a it's a smart buy. It's a it's hundred thirty thousand, which you know all will drive anything else is probably gonna go. But it's you know it's comfortable. The interior is it's all very utilitarian. This is where the things are. Push the buttons, make the things. <laughs> you know, it has they have the that new. Um, the new display in the vehicle, um, the 11.6 Multimedia Plus system, whatever, mm. whatever. Anyway, it's a portrait display, but next to it, like to go hot, the high uh, climate controls is just little arrows you push with your fingers. <laughs> Want to adjust the radio? You just turn a little knob. <laughs> Ooh, like, what a concept! Fancy. Yeah, there's a volume knob. There's buttons for the thing. There, there, the there's buttons for the things you want buttons for, and then all the other junk is in you know the the display. Um, yeah, no, it's it's it, you you. No one's like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever. Unless you're driving a WRX and STI, you're just like, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not excited about the speed. Yeah, this thing has 152 horsepower, 145 pound feet of torque. Um, this is from the four-cylinder, two-liter uh, boxer engine. Um, it's it's not quick. Um, it still has. It, really, the biggest downside to the Subaru is the CVT. It's like just Subaru bought like, or they have a contract for 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 just <laughs> CVTs for 70, the next seventy year. billion CVTs. Seventy, 70 yeah, seventy billion. billion CVTs. That is really the only thing I don't like about this car is the CVT. <laughs> like, That's uh, it. Now it has a little paddle shifter, so you can do that. So you can pretend you know you, you have control. I like that you're, like that you're hand motioning paddle shifters. Like I'm, hand just... mo- I'm hand motioning, <laughs> you know, because podcasts are a visual medium. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. No. It's you know. It's I. I. I like Subarus because they're just they're they're very. This is what it does. They're very matter of fact, and they very much. Yeah. Yeah. It just does this thing. <laughs> What do you want to do? You want to go it off? Yeah, it. yeah, we can go off road. You want to go in the mountains? Yeah, you can go in the mountains. All the things you think you need a big SUV for, yeah, you can just do in this thing. Do in the cross track. And the cross track is like it's a crossover or it's a, it's a wagon. All the Subarus are wagons. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I don't care what Subaru says. Wagons, all of them. I don't care what they call the Outback. I don't care what they call the Ascent. <laughs> They're all just wagons. Just be proud. Just be just be just be proud of your your Subaru wagon. They're all wagons except for the. The STI and the WRX, which is just heartbreaking. Um, yeah, no, I drove the Impreza a few weeks back, and I, you know, I like that. I like this. It's, you know, again, not exciting. Not, you know, no one, no one's getting excited about a Crosstrek. But at the same time, um, if you have one, yeah, you're, you're, you can you can load a bunch of crap in the back. <laughs> you can load your friends and family. There's there's headroom. There's legroom. The premium model comes with the uh, raised uh, roof rails for you know, which is you know, if you're buying a Subaru, you might as well do that. Um, yeah, because you got to have you know, some place to put your your skis, your, kayak. your snowboards, your, skis, your kayak, your snowboard, all the things, your bikes, whatever other random things. Um, you know, it's low to the ground, so it's easy for the dogs to get in and out of because that's another thing. <laughs> 
It's literally, it's literally their brand is Subaru and dogs. Dogs. I mean, that's not a bad way to go. I'm like, it's okay, not a, I'm in. I've never a had a worse. Yeah, I've never had a, an automaker say, "Hey, we would like you to take your dogs around in this car." Subaru did that when I was a car driver because they're like, "Oh, I, I like told the fleet manager, I'm like, hey, I'm going somewhere. I'm taking my dog, and I, I can't take this. I think it was a Ford." And and then like 30 minutes later, he's like, Subaru would love you to take the new cross track <laughs> to the mountains with your dog. They're totally fine with it. Oh, <laughs> I'm please, like, right. please do. <laughs> it is their yeah, no, it's it is their jam. Um the uh the uh, adaptive cruise controls actually uh feels like it's they've they've improved it. It's doing better. You still have to if you're sitting for too long, you still have to tap the accelerator in order for it to keep going. But it's uh yeah no it's nicer than that navigator I had the other day so yeah it, it follows well cut-ins people pull it out pulling away it's not going to well it's not going to go too fast anyway because it only has 152 horsepower <laughs> but <laughs> when it does it, does it is yeah again it's it's it is the the if you have a kid who's going to school in 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 the mountains give them a give them, just throw them a Subaru just here you go. <laughs> Running into things. It I'm at it. So it's going to the University of Vermont, or oh yeah, if you're in Vermont, Vermont, I think I don't even think you're allowed in Vermont without a Subaru. You actually I, must buy a Subaru as soon as you establish residency in Vermont. Yeah, yeah. like, the, like well, the guys, I think isn't there also a rule that like when you get to the state line, if you're not driving a Subaru, you have to park your car and rent one. Yes. Yes. You can't. You're yeah. not allowed. Other yeah, cars, you, they yeah, you're gonna get pulled over. Allowed. No, don't, do not mess around. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Yeah, don't even bother. Um, yeah, no, I really love. I, I really not love. I like the Subaru Crosstrek. I love the WRX. That's a whole other. That's a whole other vehicle and a whole other beast. Um, yeah, uh, but the seats down, you get fifty-four point seven cubic feet of space, which is a nice amount of space. You can shove a bunch of junk back there. Um, and uh, the only all the other downside is it doesn't get great fuel economy. Um, this one is 27 city, 34 highway, 29 combined. It's not horrible. I just the four cylinder, you know, it's 2023. Well, I guess this vehicle is 2024. Um, you know, I just want them to have something that's a little bit more, a little. They have the Crosstrek hybrid, but I mean, there's a reason why I see more Solteras and I see BZ4Xs. Did you see the thing they did for the Crosstrek where they had the all this, the, the like dog safe, everything protectors you could put like on every surface of your car. It was in the really? trunk. Yeah. They had this thing and it was like, it like imagine really thick padding, right? Uh -huh. It's like a durable surface. And it went over the floor of the trunk of the, the cargo area and like up the backs of the rear seats. Then you had another one oh. that went down the front of the rear seats and it covered the, everything, even had these little sort of like little plastic protectors that kind of slid partway sort of into like the seam where the, the window goes down. It was yeah, plastic yeah. and the dog prints on it. But so if your dog is prone to like putting his paws up there and scratch yeah, doesn't scratch up the, you're going to destroy that. It was the most dog proof dog friendly car thing I've ever seen in my life. Is that a dealer accessory that you it can was, get? It was an accessory. It was an official Subaru accessory. So it was something you it wasn't like, they got it from some aftermarket thing. It was literally a Subaru accessory and it was super cool looking. I have video yeah. of it up on, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, is that for real? I'm like, what, do you think I just made this up and put this in a Subaru? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you have a dog, I mean, by law, you have to buy a Subaru at this point. Um, I mean, you can get mm -hmm. like any sort of labor, any sort of medium to large dog, 
it's yeah there's just you know if you have a small dog you can still put that in anything but yeah. if you have a medium to large size dog by law <laughs> yeah it's a, a subaru if you're yeah. if you're in vermont you have a dog and you don't have a subaru they just kick you out they just yeah they boot you right yeah, but you're gone mm-hmm. they're like get you out we don't need you. you lose your house you lose all your belongings <laughs> and whoever comes in they have someone just slide in take over the dog take over your life and uh with a subaru <laughs> <laughs> Probably an outback. That's it. That's it. You're done. <laughs> you had your chance. Mm-hmm. Time to move on. Time, yeah. to, move time on. to let a professional do this. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. <clears throat> well, um, upon my return from Hawaii, I picked up a Mitsubishi Outlander plug-in hybrid. Um, it's been a few years since I drove the, the Outlander plug-in hybrid, uh, and that was the previous generation, which was, it was Okay. Uh, you know, it, it went some electric miles and, um, you know, it was kind of the first plug-in hybrid crossover in the U S market. And it, and it was actually surprisingly popular. It was one of the more popular vehicles that Mitsubishi sold. Um, now we've got the brand new generation, um, and, you know, we've driven the, the right, the internal combustion version of the Outlander before. And, you know, this is basically a Nissan Rogue. Um, with a different body on it and, you know, an upgraded interior. And it's really, really nice. You know, it is the first Mitsubishi in a long time that I really, really like. Um, you know, the interior interior is fantastic in this thing. I, I, I really like the design. I actually like the design better than the Rogue. You know, the dimensions are exactly the same as the Rogue, but, the you know, the design is is very different. And I, I like it a lot. The... Only thing I would say um, that Mitsubishi should really reconsider is just ditch the third row. Mm. Yeah, it is completely and utterly pointless. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what you really think, Sam. Don't hold back like that. Have I mentioned that the third row cannot accommodate a human being unless they are sitting sideways across the seat? I just want to see Robbie try and fit in the third, just for kicks. When I got, when I got, when I. When I opened up the back door and looked back there, there was the rear, the second row seats were literally right up against the Mm -hmm. third row seat cushions. You can slide the second row seats forward, um, but if you slide them forward enough that you could actually get a couple of feet back there, small feet, mind you, um, then basically you would only be able to accommodate small children in the second row. Um, So if you have a, like a group of toddlers, you're, you're golden. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That that could work. If they're all in booster seats, you know, or child seats, then, then you'd be fine. Then you're good. Otherwise, you know, if, uh, if you've got, um, you know, anybody that can actually walk under their own power. Um, <laughs> you know, like, like just, you know, at least, you know, offer the third row as a delete option, you know, so that it's not taking up space in the cargo area. For all the people who can't actually use the darn thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I just folded it down and, and left it at that, uh, which is, that's really the way it should be. You know, but, you know, then you're taking up, I don't know, like eight, seven or eight inches of, vertical height, you know, so it's a fair bit of volume in the cargo area. Um, but aside from that, this thing was really impressive. Uh, the, uh, the 2023 Outlander plug-in hybrid has a larger 20 kilowatt hour battery pack. Now, um, oh, cool. it's, it's still not 
officially it's still not showing up on the fueleconomy.gov site but um mitsubishi says it'll get 38 miles of range on a charge i took it on my usual um test loop that is a mix of some highway uh you know some interstate and some rural you know 55 mile an hour highway highway uh and some urban and suburban driving and I put it in EV mode, uh, EV priority mode. And by the time the engine came on, I had driven 47 miles. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is wow. one of the best overachieving uh, results I've ever gotten, especially with Good a for hybrid. Mitsubishi. Go yeah. Mitsubishi. Because it, they've had, you're right that they've had like, they've had the some best yeah best. <laughs> and then they try to the they try to pull that thing where they had this version of the outlander coming out but then the previous generation outlander showing up in the united states as a p-hev and we're like mm, like two years ago mm-hmm. and everyone's like eh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so um yeah and and this one uh it's all-wheel drive so you've got uh, a hybrid, you know, conventional um, hybrid electric system on the front axle, plus an electric motor on the rear axle. Um, let's see how much power does it have. It's got quite a bit of power. I can't remember now. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, anyway, it's uh, it's significantly more than the 200 horsepower that you get with the 2.5 liter naturally aspirated engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, um, you know, it's got more than adequate performance. It's got quite good performance for a vehicle in this size class. And, you know, this segment, um, it, interestingly, uh, this is also the only plug-in hybrid out there that has support for DC fast charging. But for some reason, Mitsubishi, since they are a Japanese brand um, and, you know, they build their cars in Japan, they opted to put a Chatamo charging port on this thing. Um, and it's also got uh, the standard J1772 AC charging port. Um, okay. I took it over to the, uh, the Chatamo charger over at the Electrify America station and it charged on Chatamo at 22 kilowatts, which you know, it's surprisingly fast for a plug-in. For a, mm-hmm. for a plug-in hybrid. And you can be the yeah. only plug-in hybrid at the supercharger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, well, except you'd have to find a, a Chatamo to um, a supercharger connector, adapter for that. I'm sorry, it's a Chatamo at, a, at just a charging station. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, the AC charging speed, uh, however, was far less impressive. Uh-oh. Uh uh, only three and a half kilowatts. Wow. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So it'll do like 20 something DC. It's 22 DC and three and, and a half three AC. Three and a half. Three and a half AC, Aww. which I guess is, I mean, AC. you park it, you plug it in at night, it'll be fine by the next yeah, morning. You, you can get a, a full charge overnight. But right. it's. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've misunderstood something. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I guess they just figure people are just going to plug it in with the wall socket. They're like, yeah, they're not going to. Yeah, gonna probably. Nothing. That's probably what most people will actually do. Yeah, so it's fine for that, I guess. Yeah. But it's just, it's just a weird. We'll do twenty, but I'm not on this side. Not with yeah. this board. Not now. Not right this moment. <laughs> oh, I found, I found the, uh, the power number. It's 248 horsepower combined, 332 pounds feet of torque, uh, which is, which is quite good. Uh, it's much better than the, uh, 
than the Rogue gets. So if you want something that size that gets better performance and can go well over 40 miles on an electric charge, this is this is your vehicle. Um, the one I had was also the SEL, um, SEL Premium. Uh, so that came equipped with um, the whatever Mitsubishi brands, Nissan's ProPilot Assist, the, the first generation ProPilot Assist. So it's um, the hands-on system. It's not the system that's on the... Uh, uh, on the Aria, which is hands-free. Um, so it has the hands-on uh, lane centering system. Uh, it also had heads-up display, uh, which is nice to have. Um, what else got on here? Uh, oh, it has massaging seats, um, which were quite surprising in a vehicle at this price point. Um, it had the, um, what, what do they call this color now? It's a, uh, a pearlescent white color. Uh, that I, I can't find it now. Uh, let's see. Um, but it, it was white and it's two tones, so it's got a black roof, uh, with the with the white, uh, this pearlescent white paint, uh, which was very attractive, uh, looked very sharp. Um, is it, oh, it's white diamond, is what they call it. Ooh. Oh, like Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is the name of her perfume, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? Do they still make that? It was White Diamonds, uh, wasn't it? I, I, I think, yeah, I no think it was. I think yeah. he's right. Wait, you keep talking, know. I'll look it up. I'm Googling. <laughs> so White Diamond white with a black that, roof. That is it. That's Elizabeth Taylor's <laughs> and, perfume. <laughs> and then the the interior was uh black with um like a baseball glove color, like a tan. Uh, light brown color accents, stitching, contrast stitching on the seats and a bar across the, the dashboard and the center console and on the armrests. Looked really good. It was very, very attractive. Um, very nice to drive, very pleasant to drive. Um, very roomy in the first two rows. Um, so I think this is a really impressive vehicle, a surprisingly impressive vehicle. It's a um, wonderful two-road vehicle that just happens to have a third-row vehicle yes. <laughs> that you should never, ever use. <laughs> exactly. That you should never, ever, ever use. Um, and oh, let me get back to – unfortunately, there was no Monroney, so um, I, I just uh, changed the page here, and let me get back to the summary here. All in, this one came to – $51,375 for this one. Oh, so with, this one with was massage seats. This one, yeah, this one was pretty cool. loaded. Yeah, getting massage seats and big sunroof oh. and um, the pro pilot assist and everything for, for you know, just over $51,000 was pretty right. impressive. Um, you know, that included the SEL premium package um, and uh, lots of other good stuff. Um, the white diamond black roof paint was was an extra 995 bucks. <laughs> Uh, I can't stop thinking of Elizabeth Taylor now. That's sorry, it. everybody. Good yeah. job, Robbie. The, the thing is, you can you can get the Outlander plug-in hybrid starting at forty thousand dollars. So for for forty grand, you can get you know a decently roomy you know upper compact you know sm, sm, you know midsize crossover uh, with plenty of room for five people and forty over forty miles of electric driving range. Uh, which is, you know, you're not going to get any kind of uh, tax credits on this one, unfortunately, because it is built in Japan. Uh, but it's still a, quite a quite a reasonable price for what you're getting. Yeah. You know, it's more electric range than a RAV4 Prime. Um, you might actually even have an easier time getting your hands on one of these. Oh, yeah. RAV4 Primes, Primes are still, in, still hard to get. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, you know, if you if you're interested in something, you know, in this size class as a plug-in hybrid, I would definitely go take a look at the Outlander uh, PHEV. Um, would you guys like to guess at the uh, delivery charge on this one? Oh, oh, um, nine ninety-five. Hmm. Nine ninety-six. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fifty percent, fifty fifty. Robbie got it. Of course he did. <laughs> Fourteen forty-five. Oh wow, yeah, we weren't close at all, though. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just have to beat you. That doesn't matter if I'm close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right rules. To, yeah, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to yeah. outrun the slowest person in your group. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you know you can support Wheel Bearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. All right. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into some other stuff. Uh, The two of you went to uh, Huntington Beach the other day uh, to see something that uh, looks pretty cool. You want to tell us about it? Yeah, we went to see the ID Buzz. The buzz. buzz. It's supposed to like bus, but buzz. Buzz, get it? Because it's mm-hmm. electric. Because it's a buzz. It's not a minivan, right? It's a bus. It's a bus. It's not a, it's a it's 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 a minivan. Uh, they're all minivans, to be honest. But it's well, it's no, not. it can still. It's a bus. Let's just say it's a bus. But it I'm looks a... cuter. It looks more bus like. Hey, at least like if we bus. call it a bus, people might actually buy it. Know, yeah. Right? Oh, people are gonna buy it. That's, oh, people are going to buy it. No, so this is cool. so it's the the ID Buzz is the three row version of that's coming to the US. The two row version is what they had in Europe. So this is like the long wheelbase. So you get you get more room, um, and it looks like it, it's it's super cute. I mean, part of why you're buying this is that retro thing. Like everyone kept talking about the Beetle when the Beetle came back, and it was like new Beetle, old Beetle. Is this kind of the same thing? Well, kind of, but not. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's a very different audience than what the Beetle was hat was looking for. Um, this is, you know, they're not making a huge number of these. I want to say it was a hundred thousand. I remember hundred thousand right? from the Hanover factory for the entire world. Yeah, <laughs> for everybody, for the entire world, a hundred thousand. So it's going to be. I think I honestly, at least initially, I think it's just going to be enthusiasts, people who were just in love with the original VW bus and want another one are going to say, I got to buy it. I got to buy it. And gotta they're just going to buy it. And they're going to buy it in two seconds after it goes on sale. Cause there's only a hundred thousand of them out there. Uh, it's not going on sale. A hundred thousand of all like the two row and the three row. Total? Yeah. That's everything. It's, that's the everything. entire, every that's, that's, that's the capacity. They said they might be able to go a little bit more. And yeah. then after pressing the, after pressing uh, the CEO Pablo about it, he's like, well, we'll see. Maybe we'll do another one, but they, they, they're like, it's a niche vehicle. It's a halo vehicle. There's no point in spinning up another factory for something that, you know, the demand might fall off after two or three years, which I right. you understand financially understand, but like when you want one in your in your driveway, like boo. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. And it does look cool. I mean, we didn't get to drive it. We just got to look at it. In fact, Robbie, you sat, you were sitting in the back of it in the third row and you didn't, unlike the Mitsubishi I had leg room. Pf, he could actually sit in Plenty it. of leg room. There was room between my knees and the thing. Like it yeah. could actually go on a drive. And you had room over the... your head. You didn't look like you were yeah. squished in there all kind yeah. of uncomfortable. It is um, a party van. And I love how the <laughs> the second row seats, like they slide, they really, they have a really, slide I don't know what the number of inches it travels, but it really 7. slides 4, 7.9. It was seven. It's a lot. Yeah. So it slides and then it tips. So if you're trying to walk into the back seat, you fully can just step up and walk straight in. Like you don't need to turn your body at an angle at all. So it's very, very accessible third row and usable because Robbie sat back there. Um, I think that's kind of neat. And I think I like the, it has cute features like the sliding. There's dual power sliding doors on all of them, a standard feature. In fact, the standard features are ridiculous, but the door has a little window, a little power window. You push a button and it slides, not up and down, left, right, like boop, little square door. It looks, it looks like it's the same kind of window that they use in the back window of most of the pickup trucks now. It makes me, it actually, it made me think of a Fis Fisker's dog window for some reason, that little <laughs> tiny dog window. <laughs> it's like a little porthole into the outside yeah, a world. Portal. A window yeah. within a window. Window within yeah. a window. So that was kind of neat. Um, and it is like, oh my gosh, the feature list is they were going down the features like dual power sliding doors and you have this large infotainment and your seats are heated and your seats are ventilated. And it's all that. standard. So you're just and like you're, listening and you're like, well, price right. going up, up, but like, there goes the price again. There goes the price again. There goes the price again. Thousand dollars, thousand dollars, thousand dollars. So they didn't tell us price. So we oh. were guessing. And I feel like the general consensus from the collected automotive media was we're going to start at at least sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's going to be give yeah. or take that. That's going to be for the rear wheel drive for the yeah. You know, which for I the, feel like just get that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it I mean it looks really neat. It looks fun. It it in terms of style, it looks exactly like you would want the modern version of the Volkswagen bus to look. I think. What did you think, Robbie? Do you think it looks? No, I I really look? I have never been in a press anything where everyone in the room was like, I want one of these. We're mm -hmm. all the journalists because we can you know, we we drive a lot of cars. We 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 you know sometimes we drive very fancy cars. You can be on a McLaren launch or a Lamborghini launch or an S class launch. But not not everyone in that room wants that car. They're going to drive the car. They're going to judge it based on where it belongs in the market. But the reality is, I don't want a Lamborghini. <laughs> I'd be terrified of Lamborghini. Someone's right. going to around. It's like, you got to be careful when you drive it. I mean, it's yeah, no, I don't want a Lamborghini. But <laughs> everyone's like, oh, when are we going to get it? When are we going to get it? We are everybody. Car. Everyone we know wants this car. So they're, I think, uh, yeah, it's a smart halo car for them. Yeah. And it That's was cool the way they much. did it. Uh, the way they did it, where they had it, it was. What was it? National Volkswagen Bus Day? Is that International what Volkswagen Bus Day? I think they figured out a. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't understand how that worked either. Like they just called somebody, and I don't know if it's state or. The, I don't know, but or, it was a day. They gave us a fancy yeah. poster. There's a pin. Oh, where it is was, that poster? Yeah, and it was know. it was very cool. They had like what was neat at the event was they had a really slick event. They had it like right on Huntington Beach, and there was a big stage, and they had music, and it, there was some place called there's Woodstock Radio out of New York. And they were there broadcasting and it was really super fun and all this fun food. But then they had all these people who had original VW buses from various iterations of this is a very fancy one that I've redone to look nothing like the original or this is original right down 
to the pink color and everything else. So there were some really, if you're into that, my gosh, the nostalgia. Well, there's a great video. I'll I'll put a link uh, in the, uh, in the show notes, uh, TFL, uh, Tommy Micah, Roman's son did a video. He did a walk around of the the show you know talking to a bunch of people seeing all the the different bus variations it was so cool you know it was one of the funny ones was um uh, one of the reps one of the guys from kia actually has a vw bus a vintage one and he was there with his which was fantastic james so yes Mm -hmm. and he's like i'm not here as a kia i'm no kia guy today i'm just vw bus guy today like don't ask me any kia questions but his has been in his family he they brought his parents brought him home from the hospital in that when he was a baby it has Aww. been in his family his entire life. I'm like, that's just, but that's the kind of nostalgia this car instills. Like, yeah. like I've kept, my parents kept this car. It needed repair at one point. We did that. This is the car that has literally been in my family. One family has ever owned it and it's his family. Most people can't say that about their cars, but you can no. say that about a bus because yeah. it's just so darn fun. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really great. And you know, what's interesting is like they were, they've seen what happened with the, the Bronco. With the the price the the price the price gouging, yeah. <laughs> with the price the gouging, <laughs> and uh, CEO Pablo DC was just like we we don't want people paying more for for this bus than what it costs. We don't know how it's we're going to be expensive. <laughs> we're going to talk to the dealers. We're going to we're we're having meetings with the dealers today. This was last Thursday. We're having meetings with them. We're going to figure out how to do this, but we we don't know. We don't want that. We don't want price gouging because it's not fair to the consumers. It's not fair to people who are long-term, you know, Volkswagen owners is very, so we'll see how that works out, but it was very, it's very refreshing for him to be like, no, you're not paying more than what the stick, what the the price is for this vehicle. Whereas everyone else is a little bit more wishy-washy. We're like, well, you know, we don't want people to, but you know, if they're really bad about it, we'll, we'll give them fewer cars. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to see that because it generates such, such like, it generates such like ill will on the behalf of the public. They, they don't care whether it's the dealership or whether it's Ford or whether it's dealership or it's Volkswagen. You're like, dang, you big giant corporate conglomerate yeah. for taking money out of my pocket. Just cause I like, just because you can gouge me and because I don't have a choice. Like they, it's, it does not the best. It's not the it, best look for, even if it's not Ford's fault, it's still not the best look for Ford. Yeah. Know? It's not Ford's fault. People see the blue like oval Ford's on the fault. building or the, the exactly. VW logo yeah. or whatever. And, you know, they think of the manufacturer, not the individual uh, that owns the dealership. Right. Yeah. And it really it, is on the dealership, but that's not how people see it. Yeah. 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 So there, so that's so that's really nice. But, yeah, I was I was a little hesitant because I liked the two row that I drove in Europe. And I was like, why can't we just get the shorter wheelbase? Why can't we get the two row? I don't need a third seat. But it turns out you can just take the third seat out and it's really easy. <laughs> Yeah. Just like yank on it and just blop, blop. And if it's all folded up, it's all nice and compact. So you can you can just yank that thing out um, if you, uh, for, for whatever reason, you don't want that third seat in there. And you can just store it in your garage. Um, yeah, no, I, I it, there's plenty of room um, for your dogs, for your kayaks, for your bicycles, for your, for your surfboards. All your stuff. All your things. You can put them all in the back. What, what about a Westie? Are they going to do a Westie? Westphalia? They, they talked about they talked about a lot about special versions, and so we're we're you know a California or whatever they, you know the camping version. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have special versions that come out over the five to six year life cycle of this vehicle, of this generation. So every year it feels like they're going to have like a special version that comes out. So it, yeah, if you don't like this, if you wanted you know a camping version or you want something else, don't worry. Just hold on. This could this could make a pretty interesting overlanding van. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Well, they said you can still, the way the seats fold, they have them where you, they folded all the seats down, the second row, the third row, and then it's just sort of like 
little load, optional little load floor thing that's like just kind of sits in the back, like you can screw into the like behind it. Mm-hmm. So you can make it flat all the way back. So you could stick a mattress in there. Yeah, like, you poof, could. it'll fit right in there and you could snooze and have it just all one nice big flat time. space. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's um we'll see if we can afford it. <laughs> and and it should it should get uh close to three hundred miles of range, uh EPA, Juice. they said. 260. 260 for the for the two-wheel drive and 252 oh, give okay. or take for the all-wheel drive. That's their that's the 91 kilowatt hour range, which I'm like, well, the size of the van. Da, 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 you know. Yeah, I mean it's taller than an ID4. Yeah, it's taller. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's a it's a big car. Um yeah. so yeah, so it's you know, it's 282 horsepower, 406 pound feet of torque for the rear wheel drive, and then the with the all-wheel drive, you get 330 horsepower, and they didn't give us a torque number for and, that one. And yet, since you so. can fold those seats down, you know. Even if you got to charge a little more often, you just go and you can take a nap. Pull the seats down, just take, take a, a nap, nap while you're nap. charging. Exactly. Be it's all nice like and refreshed. Eight USB C charger, like charge points in it, and like you can just everything you own, just put it all in there. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it charges at 200 kilowatts. That's the top end. I think nominal nice. ones. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's charging quick. It's you know if you're if you're charging at 200, I feel like all right, you're fine with 250 miles of range. Yeah. It's when you're charging to 250 miles of range and you're getting like 50 kilowatts and you're on a road trip. You're like, Ooh. And you're like, no, no, dang it. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't get to go to Huntington Beach, but I did, I did get to go to the M1 Concourse uh, last week. Which is pretty darn cool. Um, and uh, Honda, yeah, the, the Detroit Grand Prix was this weekend. And so ahead of the race, um, Honda brought some fun stuff out to M1 Concourse and invited a bunch of us out there. Um and uh, they brought their new prototype electric racing carts, go-karts. Um, they brought uh, a fleet of Civic Type Rs to try out the new Honda Logar uh, 2.0 app. Um, and they also brought the Beast, which is the CRV hybrid racer that uh, I think we talked about a, a couple months ago when they announced this thing. Um, and we actually got to go for uh rides in the beast um this thing is just insane yeah (laughs) um they they took a crv body shell uh so it's it's a steel body shell straight out you know from a stock crv and they did some modifications to it they cut it up they sliced it in half um they built a, a tube frame chassis for this thing uh at uh honda honda american racing team uh which is a a race team of uh honda engineers uh based at their r&d center in ohio um and they go racing on weekends uh so hart uh built this thing um they have the 2.2 liter turbo twin turbo v6 uh honda indycar engine from hpd um and they added a hybrid system to it a super capacitor hybrid system which is it's not exactly the same as the system that's going to be on Indy cars next year, but it's similar. Is it like uh, the Lamborghini with the supercapacitor? Kind of, yeah. Okay. I mean, they they built they they put together the system in house from from a bunch of parts, mm-hmm. um, and so some things lying around. Yeah, they had, some random had some parts. stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's you know it's some it's conceptually similar to what's going to be on the Indy cars, but that the Indy car system is going to be packaged a little nicer. You know, since they didn't, they didn't have to worry so much about the room uh, in this thing. Um, you know, they didn't worry too much about the packaging. Uh, so it's well over 800 horsepower. 
Um, the front end, the front suspension comes from is straight off of the uh, NSX GT3 car, race car. Um, and then, you know, you've got lots of carbon fiber in there and the, the racing seats and everything. And we had to put on fire suits and a helmet on device yeah. and then climb into this thing and have somebody strap us in with the five point harness. Um, and then they turned on the GoPro. So we've got, we've all, we've got video of our, uh, of our faces as we're going around, uh, the track for a couple of laps. Man, was this thing fun! Uh, um, it's just you with a giant grin on your face. Yeah, pretty much. Which, the you, which you you can't really see. You can only see it in the eyes because uh, the we, eyes we're and your really chubby helmets. cheeks. Yeah, um, <laughs> your cheeks always look puffy when you try and smile. Like you can't yeah. do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this thing was a hoot. You know, get, they leave the pits on electricity. You know, so it's the engines off as they're pulling out of the pits, and then as soon as he hits the track, then engine fires up. And a couple of really hot laps. Um, and this thing is just wickedly fast. Uh, slick racing tires. I was talking to somebody from Honda over the weekend at the at the IndyCar race. And she told me that um, they, uh, this thing, because it is essentially a race car, it's not, it's not inexpensive to run. It costs them $20,000 a day to operate this thing. Oh my, oh my lord! Which, you know, I mean, it's comparable to what it costs to run an Indy car. Wow! Yeah, you because know, the the tires, you know, the tires don't last very long. You know, the fuel that they use and and it, all the the Support. processes that they have to go through to warm up the engine. You mm-hmm. know, it's not it's not like your like your street engine. You know, where you just you know, press the button and fire it up. <laughs> Boom! Or, it works. Like, you know, this thing. You know, they have to go through a whole rigmarole to gradually warm up the engine, get all the fluids warmed up. You know, and then yeah and then get it going uh but once it's going oh it sounds so wild uh so that was fun um then we also got to uh spend some time with these electric racing carts um so they're they're racing go-karts uh top speed of about 45 miles an hour and um racing carts you know they're they're pretty loud because they usually use two-stroke engines um and you know if you've ever I mean, if you've gone go-karting, you know, when you, when you're done, you know, you, you get off the cart and you know, you, you smell like gas exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> you smell so, like the seventies really. You smell yeah, like the 70s. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what they've done is they've developed um, a, a racing cart uh, taking advantage of some of the uh, technology that they have in Asia and a number of Asian markets for their electric scooters. So it's got swappable batteries um oh. and they they have a, a standardized uh swap system there's a couple in asia there's a couple of different companies that are doing uh these battery swap systems for scooters and and uh, uh not so much for e-bikes with this with these but yeah. uh the, the main the big one is gogoro uh and they have operations in taiwan and india and a bunch of other southeast asian countries where you you pay for a subscription uh, for the to use the battery and basically when the battery runs down you just go they have these kiosks all over the place and you take your depleted battery out you shove it in the kiosk and you grab a fresh one and shove it in your scooter and then you're on your way and honda is doing the same kind of thing uh it's their egx system they call it the um it, the cart uses two of these batteries and they sit kind of beside your hips on either side of the seat uh in the go-kart uh the batteries weigh about 23 pounds each um, they'll run the, um, the cart for about 30 minutes, which, you know, we did two, what I think five or six minute sessions 
with these things. And trust me, after 30 minutes, you will you will need a break. You're ready to get out. <laughs> it says you're just you're on the ground. You're done. There's you're you're, you're suspension. You're uh, yeah, there's no suspension, there's no steering assist. You know, it takes quite a bit of effort to steer these things and and you're flicking these things around. Uh they're rear wheel drive. Uh there's no front brakes, just rear brakes. Um, no, no regen on these things. Uh but they are they are super quick you know, because you have that electric torque and they use the same motors that they're using on their electric scooters. So it's a, a two kilowatt uh, motor, electric motor. Um, and these things are wicked fast. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they've got a fleet of them that they're taking around and they're testing right now, you know, having people evaluate it. They haven't decided yet if they're going to put these in production. Oh. Um, but, you know, they'll probably cost if they build them. They'll probably cost somewhere around ten thousand uh, dollars, which is not bad for a racing cart. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. It's fun. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun little toy. And and the thing is, you know, racing carts, the engines in racing carts, you know, basically you do one race and then the engine needs a rebuild. Um, <laughs> so you know, it can actually get quite expensive if you're yeah, gonna yeah. do if you're gonna get into cart racing. Um, you know, these things because they're electric. You know, there's essentially zero maintenance that you have to do on it other than replacing tires. Um, so these things are going to be a lot cheaper to run than a gas powered racing cart. Um, they're just as quick, a um, lot of fun to drive. And, you know, after your heats, you take the batteries, you take, pull the two batteries out, stick them in a charger. Um, you can have extra batteries, you know, so, you know, if you're sharing the cart with somebody else, you know, they can just pop in a fresh set of batter, fresh pair of batteries and you're good to go. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty nice. I'm sad I didn't get to do this. I know, right? There was it a Honda. Like was there fun. was like years ago. There was a Honda racing. Um, uh, what was it? The the lawnmower. And oh they, yeah, yeah, I remember they, that. They, they they emailed me like, hey, do you want to go do this? I'm like, yes, I want to do this. <laughs> like, how tall are you? And I told them how tall I am. They're oh, like, oh no, you're too you're tall? too tall. Too tall. Yeah. Oh, no. I I can't sit in an F1. I tried to sit in an F1 once, an F1 car, and they were like. The PR person was like, oh, you want to sit there? I'm like, yeah. And they looked and the driver looked at me and looked at the car and just He's shook like, their head. no, no. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, being, being tall isn't great. Yeah, the uh, the Honda Racing stuff. lawnmower had uh, 190 horsepower. Uh would go from zero to 60 in 6.2 seconds. Oh, man, I was so sad. Jeez. They felt bad, too. They like call, I think they called me on the phone. They're like, hey, you really? I'm like, I'm really. Like, how tall are you? They're like, Okay, so it's not like you're on the air edge. You're like too way too tall. <laughs> yeah, like, like, he's a smidge over. He's a foot over people. We right. can't do it. <laughs> well, thanks for being excited about our car. Heartbreaking. And then the the other thing we got to do was uh, drive the Type R's on the track uh, to try out the uh, the LogR app, uh, the new oh, version cool. of it. How'd that uh, work? So so there's two two components of it. There's one part that's built into the infotainment system and the original version of log R they had on the, the previous gen uh, type R they, they launched it midway through, I think in 2020 or something uh, they added the log R app and now they've got a version two. And then there's a component that runs on your phone, on your smartphone. So you mount your phone in a bracket. Um, you can use that as a camera. You hit the logger, um, you, you pair up the phone and the, the car. Um, and when you're, uh, you, you start the start logging, you go out and do your track time end logging, and then it uploads that data to the cloud. Um, and then you can sync the app 
um, sync the video um, that you recorded on your phone with the data that it's captured from all the vehicle sensors. So you've got all your accelerometer data, speed, throttle position, braking, uh, calculates things like friction circles and everything else. Um, and uh, then uh, you can sync that and it'll create an overlay of that data on the video so you can see you know, oh, as you're driving cool, cool. Yeah. um so yeah it's, it's pretty slick um the only problem i had uh -oh. with it is the syncing process for some reason it on the phone it, it runs on the phone so rather than like uploading the video to the cloud and syncing it there and then downloading it they uh you, it does the syncing on your phone and it has to do it in the foreground for some reason so basically oh, so you have to keep you you have to keep the app oh. running yeah so you know for like like as i think it was about a 10 minute session um you know it took takes like two hours oh, to, oh, to, to sync it, it for some reason because it's it's re-rendering the video and and overlaying mm -hmm. all the the data on top of and then the whatever video. your connection is where you're at and blah blah, blah. yeah and then if you know if, if if your phone rings or you do anything else with your phone <laughs> You're stuck. <laughs> then it 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 crashes and oh, it, st it stops it stops doing the syncing. And you have to start over again. So it's it, that part didn't work work great, but um, still it's fun. Uh, you know, and you get you get scores. You know, based on on your driving. Um, so it was pretty slick. Um, uh, if you're if you're getting a Type R and uh, you're going to do some track day stuff with it, definitely recommend that you try that out. Very cool. All right. Um, <clears throat> The uh, Lordstown Endurance. That's Remember horrifying. That? Yeah. Um, apparently, it actually doesn't actually have very much endurance. <laughs> Lordstown Endurance. Oh, gosh, Lordstown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it finally got its EPA range rating um, after they delivered like 31 of them to customers. Um, the Who are these people? I Probably probably fleets that they gave them to and said, "Here, please try this. Try this. You, drive this. Yeah. Please, please buy one. some. Gosh, we'll, we'll give you one <laughs> to try out. Um, it uh, it's rated at only 174 miles of range. What? what is it? The one What's the battery? On it's this? 109 kilowatt hours. Oh my gosh! So it's bigger than the battery in the um, standard range F-150 Lightning." which gets 240 miles from a 98 kilowatt hour battery. This gets 174 from, from a, um, a uh, 109 kilowatt hour battery. Um, it also has you know, only just over a thousand pounds of payload capacity, uh, about 8,000 pounds of towing capacity. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, no, Maverick, wow. Maverick's got 1500 pounds of payload. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this thing is basically pretty useless um so as if anybody you know was even really seriously considering buying one of these before now there's really no reason now they're to buy done one. no one's gonna buy one I don't, not yeah. a soul i it's i mean i mean i've been talking about how lordstown's a boondoggle since the beginning it's i mean it's what was the company they had before workhorse workhorse so they had workhorse workhorse was making things that never delivered to anybody and then workhorse sort of didn't dissolve but then they became lordstown and no Lords they, the the guy lordstown the, has to pay workhorse the, the a ceo life what? yeah oh the ceo uh, and founder of workhorse a guy named steve burns left workhorse 
founded a new company, Lordstown Motors, when um, after GM announced that they were going to shut down the Lordstown assembly plant where they built the cruise. Uh, and back in the day, they also built the Vega. The Vega. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, but um, uh, he, he started a new company called Lordstown Motors. And Lord, Workhorse had a design for an electric pickup truck. He licensed the IP from Workhorse. Um, which he was no company. longer CEO of, but, but still owned no. some stock in. Exactly. Um, it's the whole thing is a boondoggle. <laughs> right. And then, you know, he didn't actually, he hadn't actually raised any money for Lordstown and didn't have any money to buy the plant. But <laughs> when, when GM announced oh, that they Lord. were, uh, that they were shutting down the plant, the former guy in the white house got so angry and was was tweeting up a storm about you know why how GM was so terrible for America and everything because they're shutting down factories in the U.S. Uh, you know, in order to shut him up, GM gave Steve Burns forty million dollars, of which twenty million dollars was meant to pay GM back for the factory, and then the other twenty million was supposed to be initial working capital. Yeah, for the- gave him money to buy their factory. It's like if you're selling your house and you gave the person the money plus extra. Yeah, <laughs> oh you're, you're selling your house for five hundred thousand. Here's a million, <laughs> just because we like you. <laughs> the whole thing, the the whole. It's such a wow. It's such a boondoggle, and it's every time you like we bring up Lords, I'm like, oh man. So it's a fair day future of America. Yeah. <laughs> it's America's fair day future. <laughs> Just like every time you like kind of look into it, like, oh, 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 God, what is going on here financially? Oh, this is a scam. <laughs> now totally. I get it. <laughs> so they spent, the, you know, they delivered 30 of them to somebody. Yeah. And um, and then they had to stop because they had another battery fire. Oh, man. Um, how would so, you? How, uh, okay. So. Anyway, Horstown is still technically a going concern, but you know who knows for how long. It's yeah. still technically a company. Yes, they haven't they haven't declared bankruptcy yet. They did do a one for fifteen reverse stock split last week, um, so that they could remain listed on the Nasdaq because their stock price had been oh below a dollar a share for too long. And Nasdaq said, you know, if you can't get your price to a dollar a share, um, we're going to delist you. And oh, so they geez. did a one for 15 stock reverse split uh, to get it up to $3. Uh, but it's, it's been declined. It, then it's, it's continued to decline. Ever so since. Wait, wait, it's 15. Was it 30 cents? It, yeah, it was about 30 cents a share. Or wow. 30, yeah, it was about 30 cents a share. So it's, it, it's back down today. It closed at $3 and three cents a share. Um, so it's, it's actually, it compared to one month ago, it is down um, 45%. Oh, compared geez, to a month a ago. Month. So it's only a matter of time before it's back below a dollar a share again. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. Let's talk about other stuff that uh, has uh, some interesting pricing. Um, Tesla um, tweeted out uh, late last week that the Model 3, all versions of the Model 3, are now eligible for full $7,500 federal tax credit. They, of course, gave no explanation as to how they've achieved this, because previously, um, the cheapest version of the Model 3, the the standard range rear-wheel drive, was not eligible for the tax credit, or it was only eligible for $3,750. 
uh, based on battery components because they assembled the battery packs in the U.S. Um, but it couldn't get the full 7,500 because the cells within that battery were lithium iron phosphate cells from CATL, a Chinese company. And those cells were made in China. And those are not eligible for tax credits. Um, supposedly, Tesla is claiming it's now eligible for a $7,500 tax credit. They're not saying how. Um, so the only realistic way that this could be um, anything but a lie is if they have reverted back from using the CATL batteries to going back to the, the Panasonic uh, 2170 cells um, and put, putting those back in the, the base Model 3. Um, that's probably what they've done, but we don't know for sure because Tesla dissolved their PR department about four years ago. Who and, needs PR? And, and they don't answer questions. Correct. If, 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 you, if you send an email to press at tesla.com, it just goes into a black hole and never gets answered and nobody ever sees it. No one sees it. Never. You never get an answer back. Or may, maybe like, Elon checks that inbox once in a while just to laugh. To laugh at us. <laughs> that fool emailed us. <laughs> so it's still, it's 40,000. You get 7,500 off. Plus, plus if you have other like, re, you know, state and regional things, you can get it down to 30,000. Yeah. For a Model 3. So you're finally getting the $35,000 Model 3, sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, 272. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been telling you know, I was just always telling people I should just wait 18 months. Tesla will improve their manufacturing process. And then I just gave up saying that. <laughs> so- <laughs> All right. Um, last one for this week uh yes. is Ford Blue Cruise. Um they uh a couple of weeks ago they changed their pricing for Blue Cruise. Um and they've gone to they've gone to a, a subscription model which is more like what Tesla offers for their enhanced autopilot and FSD packages. Um, so there, it was Blue Cruise was always technically a subscription. Um, and what they, what they did when they launched on the Mach-E, the Mach-E, all but the base level Mach-E, came standard with the hardware required for Blue Cruise. Um, and you got, um, when you bought the, the Mach-E up until recently, you would get um, three years of the Blue Cruise software um, and and updates. And then after that, you would have to pay for a subscription to continue getting the software updates for that. Um, the And then on the F-150, when they launched it on there, so there was no breakout. They never broke out the pricing on the Mach-E. On the F-150, because the F-150 launched before Blue Cruise was available, they offered the um, the hardware package for sixteen hundred dollars, and then it was six hundred dollars to pay for the software when this once the software was available. And again, that was for three years, so it's twenty two hundred bucks for three years. Um, what they've now done, um, starting with the Mach E, is on on the Mach E, um, all all Mach E's now get all the Blue Cruise hardware built in as standard equipment, just like Tesla does with the their um, autopilot hardware. It's all built into every car. And now you just pay for the software. And the software is now um, $2,100 for three years. So you get three year, three month trial period. And then if during that three month trial period, you subscribe, it's $2,100 um, or $700 a year. Um, 
after the um, three-month trial period, uh, if you then decide you want to get it, uh, then it's $800 a year for the subscription. So it, the, technically, the price hasn't really gone up, uh, but it's uh, they've just redistributed how the price uh, how the price is working now, um, and that that works out to uh, what I think uh, 800 a year. It's like yeah, 65 dollars. Yeah, month. per month, um, which you know is quite a bit less than um, the. Enhanced autopilot or FSD, which is like two hundred dollars a month, yeah, for that. Um, and with Blue Cruise, you, you can actually take your hands off the wheel officially. So <laughs> details, the small detail. That's not much of a difference, Sam. It, it, it's just when you're in the car and you're like, I'm not going to pay. I think it's seventy five dollars a month, right here. Seventy. I think so. Yeah, I was just looking at oh, double. Yeah, maybe it said seventy five. Yeah, there's yeah, an op. There's, was, a, there's you can pay monthly or annually. And I think if it's annually, if you pay annually, it's eight hundred dollars a month. If you choose to go month by month, then it's uh, a so, little bit more, just like yeah. most stuff is. Yeah, mm-hmm. most. Of it. So, I don't know. I don't know how much. I mean, it depends on how much you use Blue Cruise. Would you pay for it? No, God, no. I'm not paying seventy five dollars a month so I can take my hands off the wheel because I never take my hands off the wheel. That's the problem is I take it, my hands off the wheel for like, hey, look, I can take my hands off the wheel for video and whatnot. But when I'm actually driving, I'm using Blue Cruise and Super Cruise and all the, you know, BMW system. I just, I don't, where am I going to put my hands? It's like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm like Will Ferrell and like Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. So I just end up putting them on the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> like, where do I just put them in my lap? Just like, just in there flopping down. Just, like, yeah. my, cross your arms, yeah. Cross my arms. Like, I'm. Can eat, I just, you know. That's I just I, I end up just putting them back eat on. Eat a burrito. Yeah. Eat a burrito, I guess. Eat but eat no, a burrito. But, the, the, but then like the in car monitor sees that I'm doing. Well, something you just got to make sure you don't get the burrito in front of your eyes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I mean, it's I mean, it's nice for for when you're. I mean, yeah. There you go. So if you are like if I'm if I have let's say I have a Maki and I decide I'm going to go on a long road trip, maybe mm-hmm. I pay for it for that month. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, you know, I'm going to be on can the you just do it? Could you just do it for one month and then yeah. cancel it? Okay, yes, you can. So, yeah. so you could just do it for the summer when yeah. you take that family road trip then. Yeah, do it for the times you need it. If you need it all the time, let's say you just have a, it's just a hell commute, which, you know, many people do. If 75 bucks is going to make you happier or make you, you reduce your stress level every time you get home at night, then maybe that's, you know, it's probably worth it. You know, it's cheaper than, it's cheaper than therapy. I can tell you that. <laughs> I said no therapist is going to charge you 75 bucks a month. So um, there you go. Um, yeah, and, it's, it's whatever. And, and you know, to be fair, Ford did reduce the price of the Mach-E at the same time that they did this. You know, so this was, this was all part of the, the price cut they did a month or so ago. Um, so now you're, you know, you're paying less upfront for the Mach-E, you know, and depending on which trim you get, it's like several thousand dollars less. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you're getting the hardware built in. And so if you just want to use Blue Cruise occasionally, you can just sign up when you want it and you, you're going to end up paying a lot less. Yeah. What Ford what Ford obviously is hoping is that you will forget that you subscribe to it and you'll just keep paying for it. in Like a gym. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or, or your, your max uh, streaming subscription. 
Yeah, you're. Oh my god, that that. Why do they make you would get another app? And then the app is just as bad as the HBO Max app. I mean, it was just a, <laughs> the HBO Max app was a joke. And they're like, well, you have to get this new app for for Max. And they're like, all right, fine. At least this one's better. No, it's the same like four people who are, they've locked in a closet and said, make our app. Well, can we have some more money? No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they did change point, it from purple to blue. Yeah, I guess at some point when you're when you're when you're clicking down on the little carousels, all of a sudden it'll the select the selected carousel will be below what you can see, so you can't see what you've selected. That's what it's good doing right now in my Roku. Oh, that's it's, fantastic! So, so I can't see what I've selected, so I just like eh, I'm just gonna put it on Netflix. <laughs> oh my god, that's bad. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Um, let's answer some listener questions. First up is uh, Anthony, and this one came in by email at feedback at wheelbearings.media. Uh, you can send your, your questions and comments in there. Uh, you can also record your questions if you want. Send us an audio file, um, or you can uh, send them in the Discord. Um, and uh, you can also now uh, leave comments on uh, YouTube because oh, yeah. Wheelbearings is on YouTube now. Um, yes. So you can listen to it. Uh, in the regular YouTube app, you can listen to it in a YouTube music app. Um, it's it's all there now. Um, and uh, you can leave your comments there. Um, although I probably won't read them there. So if you really want to see your questions, <laughs> YouTube send, comments, send, are, us an, send us an email or drop something in the Discord. Uh, yeah, it's Discord and email are better. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Anthony says, uh, I know you're a Mazda Miata owner, uh, referring to me. I've always wanted one. There's one on Hemmings right now that has caught my attention. One owner, 36,000 mile, 1990. So that's the same year as mine with about oh. half, uh, just over half the miles that mine has. And I was looking at this listing and it's, it's pretty nice. Um, it's a bright red one. This car looks really good. Oh, he's going to uh, buy it underneath you from underneath you, Anthony. Uh, no, no, no. I already have one. I don't, I don't need to buy it because I already have one. You can always uh, have two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, it says, uh, it's easy to get caught up in the frenzy of bidding. In your opinion, what is too much for this car? I know the old saying that something is worth whatever someone is willing to give for it, but I don't want to be foolish. I would like, I, I, I would have to get a personal loan to purchase this car. So I want to make sure I do my homework. Uh, if you take time to answer this email, thanks in advance. If you can't, I totally understand. I know you're busy. Um, uh, so we are answering it right now. Yes. So, Yay. Um, at, at this moment in time, uh, the like bidding this on this car on Hemmings, uh, as we record this on Monday, uh, June 5th, uh, at about uh, 6.55 p.m., mm-hmm. uh, is $5,209, which is a really good price for this car. But uh, the reserve has not been met. The reserve has not been met. There is a unknown reserve on this car. Dun, and there's, dun, and there's, only two, there's only two bids so far, and there's two, uh, two weeks left to go on this auction. Um, so I looked it up on Haggerty, looked up the valuations, um, for, uh, a 1990 Miata, um, in concourse condition, they currently peg the value at $29,800, which is just ridiculous for a Miata. That is almost three times what this car cost when it was new. That's off the showroom. Yeah. Like, and then you stuck it in a hermetically sealed like room and then you just like left it there. And in excellent condition, it's seventeen thousand eight hundred dollars. Um, and you know, based on the low mileage on this thing, and at least I mean, you can't tell really from the photos, but I mean, you know, this thing looks spotless. Um, so you know, it 
it's probably going to be excellent condition. They rated it 17,000 or current valuation is 17,800 bucks. Uh, good condition, 9,200, uh, fair condition, 5,100. Personally, um, I would not pay more than 10 grand for an, an early NA Miata. Um, yeah, I mean, granted, this one is very low mileage, um, which, you know, makes it more. But, you know, as much as I love the Miata, I don't think I would pay 10, more than $10,000 for one. Yeah. And I'm I, looking at it. I'm like looking at all the pictures now. I mean, that it's seems awesome. like fair, Sam. I'm I'm bad with used car pricing, so I. But I mean, but that's that, I mean, that's that's what you know, that's what it's worth to me. Right. Um, yeah. You know, this one, you know, my guess is, you know, since it's listed on Hemmings, the reserve is probably well over four, well over ten thousand dollars. It's probably closer to twenty. Um, so, you know, we'll watch this one and see, see how high it goes. But, um, you know, uh, my, you know, for me, 10 grand would be a good price. Um, but you know, it's, as you said, it's worth whatever it is, whatever, whatever you're willing to pay for it. Yeah. That really does come down to, I mean, if you're, especially if you're taking out a loan to buy it, if yeah. you, if it makes your heart happy enough that you feel like you want it and it's right, then go ahead and do it. But, you know. So hard because everybody's. Know, if, if you're willing to pay twenty grand for a 30, 33 year old car, um, you know, hey, good for you. Yeah. Um. All right. Next up is uh, Emil. Um. Says with a lot of new cars, the zero to sixty times have been dramatically improved over gas engine cars, and with more and more of them looking like regular cars. It's hard to tell that it's a fast car and will sneak up on you and really um, sneak up on me really fast when I'm trying to safely switch lanes. Uh, with gas cars, you know that it's a fast car. Well, not necessarily, but yeah. Anyway, sleepers, uh, man. Yeah, it'll it'll be a sports car, or a big luxury sedan, or a small modded car that is super loud. But with electric cars, they quietly sneak up on you. Typically, <laughs> you have an expectation or a feeling of how fast a car will approach you. But with more with more electric cars on the road, it's very unpredictable, both for drivers and pedestrians. Uh, with with great power comes great responsibility, and with great and with fast electric cars becoming more accessible, I feel that more and more of them will be getting in the wrong hands. Think young teenagers. What are your thoughts on this? I'm, I mean, it's slow speeds that make a noise. Road noise is tire noise is still a thing. It's not like you know, it's not like they're just whisper quiet. Yeah, but if you're driving down floating. the road, I mean, if you're driving down the highway, yeah. you're you're not going to hear that. I mean, you with with experience, you're able to determine the speed of a car that's coming. Yeah. That's sort of like the thing that that you have to deal with. Um, that said, I mean. Young teenagers are going to be young teenagers, and EV torque is is probably the best thing that's ever happened to them in their minds, and the worst thing that's ever <laughs> happened, according to their parents. So I I, I think there's there, there's there's something to be said for you know maybe <laughs> like automakers like okay we get it EVs go fast slow your roll yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> you, slow uh, it down boys yeah we don't need everything and you know i talked to lamborghini about this and they're like going from zero to 60 in an ev like really fast it doesn't matter anymore because everyone can do it key is like hey look what we can do yeah. and it, now it's more about like how the car drives and what you're offering the driver beyond you know just going fast in a straight line but i think there's also the opportunity for somebody to say hey you know there's a there's a teenager mode 
on this and we're going to we're going to restrict a bit of the the torque we're not going to restrict it to where it's dangerous to get on the freeway but we're going to restrict it to where it's the speed of like you know a, a gas toyota herself you're getting where you need to go but you're not burning through wheel toyota herself is your that's your benchmark no faster than this no faster well hey, for, for, for a teenage driver uh I was actually just um, uh, I wrote something uh, yesterday for um, Honda had an announcement today that we didn't talk about, but they've got a teen driver coaching app um, that they've just launched. Um, And, you know, one of the things mentioned in the release was 25% of traffic fatalities or sorry, one third of traffic fatalities are drivers under 25 years of age. Wow. Uh, You know, it's you know the 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 phrase infant mortality you know is quite literal here mm-hmm. you know you are far more likely to die in a car crash in your first three or four years of driving than for the rest of your life wow and uh, i mean as a, someone who used to jump a car on regular roads as a teenager yeah <laughs> Teenagers are dumb. What can we, we say? Are, yeah, when I was a teenager, I was a dumb dumb. I, I yeah. did insane things with cars that I would. I'm not gonna go jump in my BRZ, but I would jump in the in the in the the early 90s. I would jump my 90 Honda Civic. Why not? Because <laughs> you could. Because you could. Our cars. And speaking yeah. of Toyota Tercel, my friend jumped his sister's brand new Toyota Tercel on a race once. <laughs> Oh we, it was the same road. We drove mountain roads. That's all. That's how we drove all the time. And yeah, yeah, like he got that thing. He got it a hot, pretty high that that one time. Oh my god! And I was like, uh, that's a little too much. I'm not going to do that to my car. You saved but, yeah. a good call. Look at you. I, I mean, I still jumped person. it, but I I jumped it responsibly. I <laughs> jumped it responsibly. <laughs> so yeah, maybe um, maybe we figure out a way to keep you know teenagers from 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 uh, utilizing all the torque that it's EV like will that, offer. Because well, they have that, the teen driver stuff that lets you, oh, who is the teen driver thing? Uh, GM. Uh, GM, yeah. You know, you can, got a teen yeah, driver you mode. Can, and, you can set things. And Ford does your, too with yeah, their so Mikey. Yeah, so you can set system. things so your kid can only turn the radio so high and there's things like you can't start the car or something. One of them, you can't start the car if you don't buckle. Like they do different yeah. things to make sure that you're not the idiot teenager that that we all are, <laughs> you know, or were, yeah, or were when we were teens, like they, they keep you from doing that. So I feel like maybe there should be just a way to, yeah. Like, okay. Idiot teen at the wheel. <laughs> please, please throttle like them you, down. You get your key fob. Your key fob is, you know, it's still, you're still getting where you want to go. You're still going to get to the dance. The kids have dances still at school. I'm assuming they do. I think so. I don't remember going to I dance. I remember just going to like an empty field a lot. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, so something. Yeah, so I, I I understand where Emil is coming from. Yeah, and, for and I, you know, and you know, I wrote uh, an article a couple of years ago, basically, you know, saying that okay, EV manufacturers, you've proved your point. EVs can be way faster than gas engine cars. It's time to stop. It, you know, it, the you know, thousand horsepower, you know, sedans and you know SUVs. It's enough. It's enough. Yeah. If you're buying a BMW, sure, fine. If I'm buying, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm buying like an inexpensive Kia, 
not the EV, not you know the EV6 GT, but just the regular EV6. Maybe I don't need to re- really go. Maybe I don't. Maybe my Kona shouldn't be like. Maybe I shouldn't be able to spin my <laughs> wheel every time I, I step. Your Kona down. to go like a bat. <laughs> you know it'll what? spin the wheels for like a half a block <laughs> if I just stomp <laughs> on. <laughs> well, that's that's probably as much a factor of the, uh, the uh, wheels, rolling resistance tires, really low rolling resistance tires. But you know, kids are like, woo, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Chad L uh, asked and uh, started a thread in the Discord, uh, and there's, there's a bunch of responses in there. Thought it'd be good to chat about this a little bit. Looking to make the switch to uh, electric in the not so near future, and looking at install options for at home charging has me thinking about charger placement. Uh, it's been discussed before on the show that ICE fires still a number of those in BEVs, but I'm still wondering how safe charging inside a garage truly is. Would prefer an indoor install given the cold winters where I am. Um, for those of you with BEVs at home, how comfortable how comfortable are you with in garage charging? I would be comfortable if I didn't have all my tools. The, my garage is just full of like yeah. saws and whatnot. Um, so we, and, but I live in California. I live in Northern California. We just charge outside, but I would be totally fine with charging inside. I, if I if have it was a charger in my garage. I mean, I put it in my garage. I live in the Northeast. I, I mine's inside my garage. I don't, uh, I'm not that, I mean, I had, I had an electrician put one in. I made sure it wasn't, you know, something that somebody just did halfway, you know, it was done yeah. right. And, um, I feel no less nervous about doing that than the other electric stuffs that plugged into my house could go at any minute. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I I charge outside. My charger is inside the garage, just inside the garage door. But um, because my Miata and my wife's car are in the garage, the the EVs I drive are in the driveway. Um, so, but otherwise, you know, if I owned an EV, we'd be charging it inside the house. Um, you know, some things to think about. Um, you know, absolutely, you know, do not do the charger install yourself unless you oh, are yeah. a licensed electrician. Right. I, and you do um, see people doing that. I'm like, you're a nutcase. Like, do you don't want to yeah. mess that up. What That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're putting a level two charger in there, um, you know, have a licensed electrician do it. Um, make sure they use copper wiring. Uh, this is something uh, in, in the, um, in the, the discord thread, uh, somebody mentioned um, Tom Malogny's, uh YouTube channel, state of charge. Uh, there's some really good videos on there. Um, I'll include that in the show notes. Uh, but um, you know, one of the things that has been found is if you uh, if you get um, an outlet. And so there's two ways you can get a charger in your garage. One is to hardwire it. You know, so it's hardwired directly to the the circuit from your uh, panel, or you can get a NEMA 1450 outlet, which is a, a 40 amp um, four pin uh, outlet. It's a dry, basically a dryer outlet, um, and uh, if you do that, you want to make sure that it's uh, done with copper wiring rather than aluminum wiring because the aluminum wiring does expand and contract a little more and it can get loose and then you can get uh, short circuits, Sports. sparks, and and that's not good. That was so, actually, I had aluminum wiring in my house when we bought it and the inspector said, walk away. That's how much he hated aluminum wiring. He said, have them redone yeah. with copper or walk away. I was like, really? We we redid it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, houses have burned down mm-hmm. for having that, just having that for outlets, regular outlets, forget, plug it in yeah. your car. You know? Yeah. So get a licensed electrician, um, you know, put you know, put it in a good place um, and make sure you get a UL approved charger 
uh, underwriters labs approved uh, chargers you know so they they have standards uh, for safety and they'll you know they test them uh, and certify them so as long as it's ul approved um and you have a good good reputable electrician you should be fine yep bam bam there you go <laughs> all that's right that's all you have to say on it boom that's that electricity electricity <laughs> how does it work uh, batteries <laughs> magnets magnets magic magic oh, it's all magic. magic something with a something with a key and a kite i don't remember yeah <laughs> <laughs> key this kind right. i don't know how it worked <laughs> thanks everybody and we'll bye, talk everyone. to you next time bye